Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's a bitch's daddy kitchen. It's a bitch's daddy kitchen. It's a bitch's daddy kitchen. Hey, hey, bait out my ass. Treat all my bras like trash. You'll catch a blast if you move too fast. I talk to class. You don't have to ask. Getting everything by flashing cash. Fighting and stealing, don't kill without feeling. So I went in casinos before they start dealing. All about respect and intellect. Only mess with the women that pick up the check. Two supermodels, one on each arm. One chick's brunette, the other was blonde. I heard their fathers had stocks and bonds. So I fucked them up and left them floating in a pond. Custom made clothes from head to toe. Catch Joe at the fight sitting in the first row. Everybody follows when I'm ready to go. No need to show off, they already know I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy. It's a bitch in the kitchen. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads. Think about it. We're about a week out from Thanksgiving, which means we're about a week out from the whole Christmas season. It's basically the season, all right? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Cause your wallets are slanging and money you're spraying and I'm drinking beer. You know you got a wrestling fan in your life, even if it's yourself. So make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Y'all know how this goes this time of year. You're literally walking around with your wallets and your pocketbooks or whatever else you keep your money and cards in, hanging out your pocket, hanging in your hand, burning a hole in your pocket so you got it in your hand. You're buying shit all over the place. You're buying shit you don't even need. You're buying Santas that shake their hips and little goofy shit like that that play Jingle Bell Rock. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. So you might as well show some love to your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We've got something for you. I guarantee it. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I am joined by my esteemed colleagues, and I use that term loosely, Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney. So before we begin, gentlemen, I, I have to let you all know, for those that don't, that was legendary actor Joe Pesci rapping at the beginning of Pot is War. That, that's a thing. I just found out about this thing last weekend, but it's truly a thing. So apparently, 
Joe Pesci had a whole ass career as a lounge singer before he got into acting. So much so, he even came out with an album last year in 2019. So that particular ditty that we played to start this show, that's from an album that came out back in 98, where he reprised his role from My Cousin Vinny. So that was basically uh, Vincent uh, LaGuardia Gambini's greatest hits, or sings to you. I think that's literally the name of the album. And you know what? It ain't half bad. So there's a lot of different genres on there. We just heard the rap song. There's some jazzy ditties on there as well. Most of it is basically crooner type stuff, but it's not that bad. I, I, I've been rocking out to it for the past week, and maybe it's just because I love Joe Pesci, but who doesn't love Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Tony, Tony, anything? No? Maybe I was Straight watching out. the clock. I was hoping Chris could get into the first five minutes without anybody else talking. He got it though. He got the four twenty two. It was it was almost a new record, Chris. Almost. I was like, I'm just like a minute and a half ago. I was like, when is he gonna fucking send kick it over to us? But then like thirty seconds later, I was like, I hope he goes for a half a fucking hour before he even gets to us. Well, I mean, if you guys want to pause your mics and stuff like that, man, I could basically do this show with just Joe Pesci and myself. We could do that. Straight out the ass. Treat all my bras like trash. <laughs> we could do this. It's up to y'all. Do, do you have anything pithy or witty or insightful to add? Anybody? Yeah, really? Nothing? I mean, you can't even find something goofy to say at this particular point in time. You're just going to leave me out there with dead air. Okay, cool. Hey, you said you could do it by yourself. Go, do it. <laughs> okay, you, oh, you... God damn it, I don't have my button. Woohoo! I, I see words on a page. This is great podcasting, too, by the way. Well, no, no. He, I think he's giving you the top five, so you can, you can do your own topics and everything now. Like it's come on, I'm just gonna act like <clears throat> I can't I'm just gonna be the voice in your I, head. Kind I of can't in, believe in, you're you know, so reluctantly accepting that challenge, and you you waited too long. Now we're gonna have a regular show. It's too bad. It's too late. It was such an opportunity. I mean, for don't you. you remember that show? It was such where an opportunity shut you up for like 20 minutes. But yeah, but y'all didn't actually shut the fuck up. You kept talking as I was talking and saying things. Yes. It still worked. It did the same thing. Potato Pabobot. You know, same this difference. This is my last word. No! Want to reference potato whatever. You can reference DWI, tomato. <laughs> so how, how is everybody this week? Before we move on, I want to say with Thanksgiving coming up next week, and I guess we'll have a we'll have a show. Uh, are we gonna here? Let's hey, let's have an on air meeting right now. How about them apples, huh? You like apples? How about these apples? Yeah. I mean, are we are we gonna we re- pull back the curtain enough? Let's just have the meeting. <laughs> let's have the pre show post show meeting gonna, on air. Are let's we gonna re- that. are we gonna record next Wednesday the the day before Thanksgiving? That's up to y'all, man. I'm I'm available. I could. Is everybody like available? Yeah. Are you be available earlier or later? Because I'll be available probably by two thirty Eastern. That depends on 
when work says we can leave. Because usually before a holiday, they okay. let us go All like right. a half day. Okay. It depends okay. on which Okay, okay, okay. Folks, next week we will have a Thanksgiving show. It will air Thanksgiving evening. So I will skip the talk, except for the fact that make sure you watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because that's a Thanksgiving tradition and we're the best Thanksgiving movie you can watch. And go out and buy yourself the turkey carver that looks like a chainsaw. Back to you, Chris Platt. I can smoke a bag of that, yeah. You can find you a carver that looks like a chainsaw, go for it. I thought we all had that like old 80s one or at least our parents did that was like the white one with like the serrated fucking looked exactly like a chainsaw no but this one or is actually, one a cha- actually a chainsaw no it was on shark tank I think it was and it's a it's a it's a carver it's a meat cutter but it's a it's it's a chainsaw it's a mini chainsaw but it's got the regular yeah. cutter at the end instead of a, a chain saw well, I'm new to the whole world of the electronic carving knife. This must be some white shit, because ironically enough, I I went back home with Amber, and her white mother had, uh, which I love her, shout out to Amy, but she had two electronic carving knives and asked if we wanted one. And I was reluctant at first, but then I said, you know what, you're, you're on to something here, Amy. I, I think I'm going to take you up Amy's on that Amy's a offer. white name, too. Amy's a really white name, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Amber's black as fuck. <laughs> yes, because the name Amber is black as fuck. No, I but yeah, but no, I mean, Amy's way whiter than Amber. <laughs> I don't know. Not it's it's way, close. Yeah, not way, you know. Yeah. We're we're dealing with like shades of beige at the moment between Amy shades and Amber. Of beige. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole! That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh shit, she's gonna get your ass for that, but that's fucking hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> Boy, man. Maybe we should just start talking about wrestling. <laughs> Any other last. That would last... probably be safer yeah. for all of us. All yes. right, I'm, not uh, even gonna ask. I'm gonna hear about that one. Thanks a lot, balls, but it was worth it. That was funny. That was hilarious. Just yell at me. Maybe you'll be safe. You never know. That was hilarious. <laughs> Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. gentlemen your brand new now two-time wwe champion drew mcintyre andrew where's your brother he does a pretty good drew mcintyre do you think you do a better drew mcintyre so now we have to do a different drew Is he, where's your brother is he home i don't know he's doing something oh, fuck. <laughs> i really wanted to compare drew mcintyre's all right well here you go it here this is andrew's drew mcintyre and then listen to the DWI podcast this week for AJ's Drew McIntyre. So, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew. McIntyre. Yeah. Tell us, how are you feeling after your second, you know, WWE title win? 
Well, you know, it it was a good match, but I always knew that I was going to have to be the one to cut down the tribal chief. The Claymore is always going to be taking down the Samoan sex machine. It's that That's how we do it. it. It's a nice Scottish way. The Scotsmen, they're bred from the fires and from war. You know, we're used to war against kingdoms. A tribe is just a nice, nice word for a kingdom. And the Scots are not known to bow very easily. Wow, that's really good, actually. I, I can't wait to compare. I, folks, I'm serious. You're going to have to <laughs> fucking tune in to DWI. I'm glad you tune in to Pot is War. I, I've heard them both do it. That's why I'm like, oh, we got to do this. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Drew McIntyre reclaiming the championship? I mean, there are people who saying that Orton's victory was just to kind of get another win on his belt make him 14 time to me i think it's more about drew mcintyre i think drew mcintyre having a program with randy orton where he had to go through losing the belt and now probably redefending it i would imagine a tlc or we'll see what happens i'm guessing interference we'll get to survivor series shortly but do you feel more attached to drew mcintyre now because now that he's gone through losing it and getting it back my favorite thing was he looked into the camera again and said thank you to the fans and said we did it and he did that at Wrestlemania and I loved it both times he's done it so uh, number one I was digging Randy Orton as the title holder I thought that was a really good storyline and Randy Orton's been doing some of the best work of his career the past six months quite frankly and it's weird well Okay, it's not weird, because they basically, if you watched Friday Night Smackdown, they basically telegraphed what was going to happen on Monday. I just think that it's weird that at this particular point in time, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, they are the two top guys in WWE, for better or worse. So to put this match on at, what, six days' notice, that, that seems a little weird. But if you go back to the most recent history of Survivor Series, they do this every year. You remember uh, three years ago, we thought we were going to get uh, Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, and then they threw AJ in the mix. He beat Jinder for the title, and then we I thought think we were going. Greg thought we were going to get that. Everybody else hoped for something different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking. I, I was hopeful for the train wreck aspect of it to see how that was going to come together. Uh-huh. But, but they, but they, they, they did the bait and switch with AJ, and then the year after that, we thought we were going to get the rematch, and then they inserted Daniel Bryan as opposed to AJ, and we got Daniel and Brock. So they did the same thing this year, and maybe it's trying to say, you know, the, it's the WWE, and anything can happen, yada yada yada, whatever the case may be. But this is a big time match. They're the two top guys in the company, and I don't want to step too much on my Survivor Series predictions, but. I'm not mad at them putting the title back on McIntyre. I've thoroughly enjoyed this feud that he's had with Orton. I thought the title match was good. I think all their matches have been good. I I think I'm kind of in the minority about that, thinking that all of their matches have been good, but I feel that way. And Drew, he looks the part. He fits the part, and they did a great job of heating him up. Right now, he's hot as fish grease. and Because I think Meltzer was the one that was saying that Orton was going to get the title back back so him and Edge could have the the title match at Mania but that feud is already hot as fish grease it doesn't need a title so now you have three marquee matches as opposed to just the two Mm -hmm. no that that said very well and I can't really extrapolate much more on that because I I agree with you completely Drew seems like the right path we kind of either hope or assume whichever 
school you might be in that it's going to be Roman versus The Rock for Mania because that that's a huge match. They kind of already talked about it. So no, no Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton or Roman versus God knows who is going to be bigger than that one. So it's a good way to kind of whet the appetite here because I think PC brought it up when he led into the topic and I'm, we're probably all on a similar page without spoiling Survivor Series predictions but this probably doesn't end clean so you're going to have two of the biggest guys name wise, size wise look wise Just both of them exude what we think of when we think WWE Land of the Giants big, you know, Vince McMahon loves big sweaty men that kind of thing so it's is just you we all know this song we've all seen fucking you know what culture at least once so so anyway the point Those is guys it, so lame though aren't they now they are i mean they they were at least before they were kind of corny but it was amusing and it worked and now the talent left and it's it's mm, different okay. to me at least you could think differently that's on you <laughs> but anyway yeah so i i like drew winning it back Randy, it wasn't that short. It was a couple weeks. I mean, and I say not that short because do we remember what Flair and his title reigns towards the end when he went from like 13 to 16 in no time because he got handed one, he lost another one in like a day. Like he won one on a Nitro, lost on a Thunder or some shit like that. Like, you, I don't you know. Don't e- you don't even have to go that recent, man. Go back to the Starcade, what was it, 86 or 87? where they flipped the title on to Ronnie Garvin for a week because they didn't have a challenger Correct. for Flair. I, Correct, but I was thinking more recently when it comes to just padding stats because Flair, if you look back at like a lot of the old Nitros up until like 97, he's still the 13-time world champion. And then in no no time, he went from 13 to 16. So And it's like, well, who did he beat? What happened? Oh, Nash handed it to him once. I think he won it briefly once and lost it, like, almost immediately. So, like, it just a bunch of dumb shit, just, just a bad stat. So it could have been a little column A, little column B. But either way, it's nice for Drew. It shows that Randy's not a complete cunt anymore because he's doing work. He's putting Drew over. Great matches, great programs, great promos. And whoa, he's making whoa. everybody look good. Whoa, come on, man. Really? What? I mean, let's look back throughout the history of Randall Keith Orton's career. I don't know what the hell I just said, but y'all know what I meant. Yeah, but you know what I meant. Mm -hmm. Get to your point. (laughs) Okay. He he didn't put over Mark Henry Strong during that whole Hall of Pain run that he had. I think you know the last. I think Andrew's trying to say Randy Orton's motivated right now, not that he hasn't done this in the past, but right now he's doing it right now. That's pretty much what you're saying, right, Andrew? And he's doing it from a position of power, being on top, which is contrary to the whole story that they kind of gave with Flair and Drew, is that they were trying to say he was selfish. And even he admitted to it, and we've all heard stories of him grabbing his dick and making him have to shake his hand or shitting in people's fucking, you know, handbags or whatever. So he's obviously had a past of being a, a character, let's put it nicely. So it's nice that he's doing the work and he's doing the job and it's, it's coming over really well and it's working well for both I think okay so real quick man I don't want to tangent too much because I want to get to topic two but just around the horn because in my mind there you know if Randy Orton pulls out his dick and rubs his dick and then tries to shake your hand there's only two logical scenarios to how you get out of that what, what do you guys think there's only two ways I see 
that that has to go. You, either number one, you grab his dick, or number two, you whip your dick out, you rub your dick, and then you shake his hand. You shake his dick hand with your dick hand. How, how else can that go? What if you just laugh? You, you, what you if just, you just shake hands and you just if, maintain eye contact for a really long period of time? No, 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 because that's a test. That's some hazing type yeah, shit. Yeah, it is. And you can't slap him because he's Randy Orton. And you gonna be I know. Him. That's why you just you grab the hand and smile and you see who, who calls chicken first. Brand Same concept to the grab the dick, but, you know. Yeah. I said you grab your dick. You either grab his dick or you grab your dick and shake you, his you hand. You grab with- the <laughs> hand and get away with it, too, because if you just stare him down while you guys are shaking hands, that might do the job, too. No. Without that, having to that grab dick. creepy. What, what do you think, Tony? And grabbing your dick and asking for a handshake don't look creepy? It's all creepy. It's all part He's of hazing. He's grabbing his dick all and asking for the hazing is creepy. What? You, you can't say one's more creepy than the other. It's hazing. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> similar scenario. Let's say you're in the joint, and the biggest, baddest melon farmer comes up to you and squeezes your ass and blows a kiss at you. How do you respond to that? How well do you wow. know the guy? Yeah, I know. Are you no, fresh in the this, joint? Do you really not know him? Like, what are we doing here? No, because this is the thing, man. He's prepared for any scenario that you have. Like, if you try to swing on him, he's already got his shank prepared. You know what I mean? If you kowtow, you're going to be his bitch. So what you do is you grab his ass back and you smile back at him and blow a kiss. And he's going to look at you. Okay. He's going to laugh and he's going to say, hey, man, you all right. First Which is of the all, same thing that Randy Orton would do if you grabbed his dick or you grabbed your dick and now y'all shaking dick hands. It's okay. the same thing. And now all, you got his respect. Randy, and that makes WWE path a little easier. Randy Orton, you you snicker just loud enough for him to hear and you walk away. And this guy at the bar, you look at him and you smile and you go, now you owe me a drink, sir. Let's go do a shot. And that's it. I didn't say bar. I said you were in jail. Oh, well, then in jail, oh, then we got problems. Yeah, yeah. Then we got yeah, problems. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Well, I'm, I'm saying you just toilet Merlot. Hey, you, you, you pick the bit, you pick the biggest motherfucker and fuck him up and hope everybody else leaves you alone. Yeah, good luck with that. Bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger they are, the harder they fall in my in my experience. And, and, and all that's that Tony has never spent extended an extended stay. We'll say he's done a weekend. But he ain't done an extended stay. No, no. <laughs> you've, you've done an evening. No. You've done an evening. I have not. You've never done an evening. Nope. You've never done a drunk take holding cell or anything? No? No, sir. Wow. I'm a little proud of you. Me too. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this shit like it's something to brag about, but no, good for you. <laughs> just because you guys know me a little bit, you're uh, kind of surprised, see, aren't he you? He just put it to his head, and we know it's the short hair. They just think he's one of them, so they let him go if you get my drink. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, hey, right. hey uh, you watch out next time, boy. The funny thing <laughs> the funny, the funny, thing is I was about to defend that by saying I have a hood on right now, but that wasn't going to make it any better. <laughs> That would have actually been fantastic, though, to be honest. Well, this is the thing that Tony doesn't say, you know what I mean, because we're friends and I'm black, but he's got several uh, gentlemen involved with law enforcement that he plays softball with, and they go and have drinks after they play softball. He just doesn't say that shit on air, or to me, but that's what it is. No, no No, they're not. No, I don't have any. Don't lie. No, I don't have any friends like that. You don't have any friends in law enforcement or colleagues in law enforcement that you uh, hit some golf balls with or play softball with. No. You a lie. I'm, I'm sitting. 
Fair enough. Back to what? What the hell were we even talking about? We were trying to get to topic two. Okay, cool. But you, but you wanted to. But you wanted to. But you wanted to talk about Randy grabbing Randy Orton's dick. So we'll be right oh, back. Yeah, I mean, There's only uh, one way to get out of this, Alfred. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Well, I believe it's 30 years ago at Survivor Series, that man right there, Roddy Piper, was the one that said, look at the size of that ham hock, as The Undertaker made his way to the ring. 30 years later, we're going to celebrate The Undertaker, as they have been doing on the WWE Network at Survivor Series. I'm hearing that there's going to be um, a number of former, you know, rivals, now friends, etc., you know, pardon the kayfabe, at the tapings or, or whatever at, at, at this event, whether or not it's going to be on TV or, or on the pay-per-view, I don't know. I heard like Kurt Angle and um, obviously Kane, etc. What are you guys' thoughts on we'll, – we'll just start here because it's obviously – I think The Undertaker going to be saying, I'm done wrestling, and it's going to be just him inducted into the Hall of Fame. Andrew, you're getting bored. Stop yawning. I know you only can handle so much is, WWE. Is anybody else Why don't we let him talk before he falls asleep? <laughs> well, just, what? just real quick, is anybody else irritated that on that commercial that they play before you try to actually play something on the WWE Network and that Undertaker commercial they play, they cut out the part where Roddy Piper says Ham Hawk? Does that irritate anybody else? Because it, it irritates me quite a bit. A little bit. Not not enough to really get in my craw, but yeah, it's 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 annoying. They pick weird times to edit shit, but they own it, so I can only say so much. You know what I mean? I, I'm not fucking with you right now, anyway, man, because you dressed like you're about to go cat burglar as soon as we get done with this podcast. Are you looking in the mirror? Cause you looking about just a sus too, with that tight ass fucking V neck. It could be a turtleneck if that if the fucking pop filter wasn't so big. So number one, it has <laughs> it's a pajama shirt. Number two, that's racist. <laughs> I said pop filter, but you know what? We're not going there. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you because you said I look like a cat burglar. I'm fucking with you. I know I was fucking with you because I said the big ass pop filter, not big ass something else. Because you black. Really? That's why I said I said pop filter. <laughs> It worked. That's why I no sold it. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but go that, ahead. That explanation was for people that didn't get it, though. Anyway. Yeah, we're uh, trying to explain it to the people in the cheap seats, or if we got some new listeners. Or plus, this is audio, and trying to use visual cues doesn't really help on an audio podcast. Yeah, we both look like we about to go rob some shit, and Tony's about well, it's actually about to go rob some shit. What? <laughs> he won't get caught because you know we we were over that last question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we did bring that around nicely to make it make sense with the the whole storyline. Thank you, thank you for the applause. Anyway, so yeah, Taker. I mean, Taker's gonna be fun. You know what I would like if it's not just a retirement speech? I would love it if Styles just got indignant 
and challenged him to one more match because he feels like he didn't get his revenge. And they played up the whole Taker was still kind of playing with his mind during, you know, uh, the Die Hard Dash for Cash and how he has his own room up in fucking Titan Towers or some shit like that. So I would be okay with Styles trying to drag one more match out of Taker and then that being his official goodbye because at least it kind of it works it kind of ends that one nicely instead of ending it with the boneyard match which wasn't even a match match it was a cinematic thing and taker doesn't have to say yes he'll probably say yes and that could also give aj a weird program where he goes through some of the the legends that are there too like maybe he has to have a match against kane or something like that kind of kind of like undertaker this is your life kind of you know gauntlet of people for AJ just to go through because I don't know where the hell does AJ go after Survivor Series on Smackdown anyway because he ain't gonna beat Roman so what the fuck you see him doing anyway <laughs> no that's a, that's a good point and I always assumed that well number one it was a given that Taker was gonna be at Survivor Series in some capacity because it's the 30 year anniversary of his debut so that you know that's low hanging fruit mm. I was thinking maybe Corbin at first because, you know, Corbin can get out there on the mic and get some good heat. But because I do think there's going to be physicality, I think it's going to be a smaller guy. So Taker can tombstone him. And I I don't know how comfortable Taker or Corbin would be at this point of taking a tombstone because Corbin's a big melon farmer. So maybe, yeah, so AJ makes sense. I was thinking either AJ or Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn's also good at getting heat on the mic as well. So I was thinking it was one of those. AJ makes more sense obviously the the history and they've already done that with sammy i think they did it on smackdown a few months ago if i'm not mistaken but i yeah i I can see that happening there's going to be some some sort of physicality and it's probably going to be a smaller guy so he can get him up for the one last tombstone and i say that in quotation marks because it's wrestling sean mike came back so nobody's retired until they're dead yeah nobody's retired until they're dead that's just what it is sean mike tried too. like he said no a lot until until that wonderful money came through, and then he's like, "All right, fine, one more." <laughs> yeah, that jamming, saying money, man. That 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 whole hunting show he had, and on the hunting channel, and that whole Christian show he had on the Christian channel. Them shits ain't really work out that well. So, <laughs> all right, use a check. Low key, who do you I'm, think I'm, had I'm, the better hunting show, uh, Shawn Michaels or Eric Young? I'm going to say Eric Young because Eric Young is more entertaining talking. If you listen to Shawn Mike on these shoot interviews, man, he's actually not that engaging as a character. Tony, do you have an opinion? I don't know. I didn't watch either of them. I didn't either. I'm just making a spitball guess. Yeah, I'm just I, I caught that a little he... bit when I think it was on Destination America, but Eric Young's was actually kind of all right, to be I'm honest. Just... <laughs> I'm just mad he didn't take any of that jam in the sand money and fix that wonky coke eye. I was like, bro, how much does LASIK cost? If he hasn't fixed it in the last decade, you really think he's going to fix it because of jam in the sand money? I'm just saying, man, it's not even jam in the sand money. And this is stepping on one of the topics we're going to get to momentarily. But, bro, you were in the resurrection of some shit. It was a movie. You guys- oh, that one that they fucking promoted for so long that was just giant fucking garbage. You're right. Oh, yeah, you can get a sad card, man. Get that eye fixed, man. I don't know if you need a skin tightened or I don't know what you need to do, but do some shit. Who wants to walk around and be able to look at them, them be able to see around them 360 degrees? Maybe his wife doesn't want him to. 
why would your wife not want you to look better? Think, <laughs> think about it. He's good old, man. He's got old man balls, man. Ain't nobody checking for Sean Mike redneck ass. Old and I say man. that as I love Sean Mike. Wow. Old man balls. That, so, that's what we're going with. So how about the Bro, Survivor she... Series wrestling card? Ah, uh, the resurrection of Gavin Stone. That was the movie. There you go. I, I prefer the resurrection of who gives a shit. That's true, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Wow, why does it have a 6.2 on IMDb? I, I am I am ashamed of IMDb. That's a no, positive score. You know what I'm ashamed of? What? I, I've watched that movie twice. Why? What? No, no, I, this is the new question, too. Have you seen all Why? the Marine movies, too? <laughs> Have seen I've seen. The, I saw the last two Kirk Marines. The last two Marines were actually pretty good. The, the last two Marines were not bad movies. Com- like they weren't great movies, but comparatively and in the, the scope of movies, they weren't bad. They were enjoyable. But why did you see the Gavin Stone movie twice, buddy? Why? 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 Okay, so because it was on and it he was called you, my- buddy. <laughs> But I, I think if you've watched this show long enough, whenever uh, Andrew calls me buddy, he's basically <laughs> y- y'all already know. I don't even have to finish that statement. But it was on. There wasn't anything else on. We're in quarantine, and it's Sean Mike, and y'all know how I feel about Sean Mike. So I was uh-huh. like, no. And it wasn't a bad movie. And then I watched it the second time because it wasn't a horrible movie, and the the lead actress was just cute enough to justify me watching it again. <sighs> All right, so it's actually an okay movie, is what you're saying. Do you have yeah. an, Do you have an internet connection? Yes, I have an internet connection. You son of a bitch! How the hell you think we're doing this podcast? I think he's trying to say you could have watched literally anything else because you have an internet connection. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a working title. We got a working title. If, if wrong side of town was on, no matter how much of an RVD fan you were in the in in the old days, you ain't fucking watching that pile of shit. That's got RVD and Batista, and it's the worst fucking movie I think ever created. I tried to watch the uh, Big Show show on uh, Netflix. That wasn't bad. That actually got Canceled, okay reviews. Though. I didn't actually yeah, watch. Yeah, but it was trash. It was worse than Gavin. <laughs> the Resurrection of it Who Gives a Shit. It, it wasn't worse good. than that. It wasn't good. It was like no. Big Show. It was. It was like the Full House with like ugh. It was. Yeah. And, and but I watched. Urkel it. was on it, and I didn't even get to the Urkel episodes. I don't think I made it through an episode and a half. Mm. Wow. Okay. He wasn't bad. I just think yeah. his writing was horrible. Well, yeah, show was good in it. He has very good comedic timing. It's just he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Well, it's kind of like Knucklehead. He did he did okay for what he was given, but that that wasn't gonna be a very good movie to begin with, All right. <laughs> especially at the time it came out. Before we finish up, not talking about Survivor Series, let's quickly <laughs> talk about actual Survivor Series. I know we hit the Undertaker, and I've personally had the opinion in the past. With a of, chair, or what did we hit him with? We touched on it. Ooh, touched, nice. That's even him. sexy. Yeah, we tried to figure you would like. <laughs> First we hit on him, now we touch on him. Ooh. I know the matches between the brands don't matter because come the next Monday at Rod, no one's going to give a shit anymore. They're going to go on with their own storylines. But Roman versus Drew, we talked about that and wanted to touch on that and how they're going to do this match. So I thought maybe we could just touch on that real quick. Personally, I think McIntyre is going to go over and 
they're going to have more dissension in the ranks in in the family. They're going to continue with that storyline because Roman's Teflon to me. Drew McIntyre could use it more. Yeah, but you can't have Roman lose until at least WrestleMania. So I think there's going to be some sort of smudge, but I could see Randy Orton getting involved, and then maybe they set up the rematch at whatever the pay-per-view is at in December. I could also see Sheamus getting involved here because they've been teasing that there's going to be something there. And, I mean, you could get a couple of months. I mean, it's November now. You could conceivably get a couple months out of a Sheamus-McIntyre feud. You can, you know, you, you can have it at the whatever the December pay-per-view is, and then you could run it back, theoretically, for Royal Rumble. And then after Royal Rumble, we're heading into our Mania build. So I, I could see that happening. But, yeah, I don't think Roman's going to lose. And I think the match is actually going to be pretty good, too. Like, it's got a lot more intrigue than it would have had six months ago, I believe. I think the match is going to be good until the bullshit finish, because I, I don't yep. think it's a clean finish. And... We were talking about this a little bit before show and how you led into the first question, Tony. But for something we talked about before show, we were talking about the whole Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross Ah, thing. And the way ah, I see this playing out is Fiend gets involved, which may cost McIntyre the match or something, or there's a no contest, but McIntyre gets attacked by a mandible claw. Some bullshit like that. So the actual finish is who gives a shit but then McIntyre and Nikki do their little Scotland connection against Joker and Harley Quinn and that kind of takes us to possibly rumble because that that should go for a couple months because all four of them would be big enough players and Drew could definitely carry the whole Nikki Fiend thing and then it could break off into Fiend versus Drew for a title match at some point so I, I like the concept of Scotland forever, you know, Drew and Nikki against Fiend and Alexa. Yeah, I could smoke a bag of that. I'm not mad at that at all. Overall, the build for this Survivor Series has been lackluster, but there are there there's some decent matches here on the card. I mean, we all know that Sasha and Asuka is going to be great. The New Day versus the Street Sasha. Profits, that has the possibility to be really good. And Roman and Drew. You know the best thing about the New Day and the Street Profits, Chris? You can't complain about the black guy doing the job because the black guy's got to win. I'm just mad that the <laughs> black guys only fight other black guys in WWE. I'm mad at that. God damn it, you couldn't even take that and go nope. with it. You just nope. had, to, had nope. to be upset about something. Nope. Oh, fine, fine. Well, but, you're but not maybe... wrong, especially after Raw, because that was, that was the Hurt Business versus New Day. So, yeah, you got a point there. But maybe I'm I'm bullshit, man, or maybe I'm wrong here because I mean when you turn over to TNT, man, they got Will Hobbs and they they dust Scorpio Sky out the mothballs every what th- two or three months. Sure, whenever they and, need a splash of color, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Will Hobbs, he they don't even let him wrestle, man. He just comes out with chairs randomly. Yeah, he has to make the save. <laughs> yeah. he, he, even though the save is no longer needed by the time his black ass get out there, but he still got to make the save. <laughs> we we yeah. didn't we didn't touch on it in the first uh, topic, and I know we wanted to hit it. Do you guys want to do real quickly uh, your thoughts on what's going on with the WWE and them really solidifying their position on this third party thing as far as Zelina Vega future endeavor? Was that not topic three? No, that was supposed to be combined with one. 
Ah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'll, I'll go so you can put your thoughts together a little bit. I'm uh, happy I... she stood up for herself. Buddy. Because... Buddy. But uh, I'm happy she stood up for herself because she had the Twitch for a while. She's had a YouTube channel where she was decent with when she was just uh, doing the TNA Rosita thing and going by Thea Trinidad. But she hasn't done much YouTube. But Twitch and now OnlyFans, she's an attractive girl. She's obviously going to get a bunch of people to subscribe to the OnlyFans, even if it's just for feet pics or bikini pics. So who gives a shit? But she'll be fine. And I like I like how she handled everything. I like the fact that she went on her Twitch and didn't run anybody down and said she was heartbroken, but she gets it and she's not going to talk shit about anybody. And she just stood her ground, which most people don't do. Most people are too scared to go against the man, so to speak. So kudos. But if, if we have to take the the wrestling angle which I'll, I'll be the bad guy and just say it it's not like she was a giant asset when it came to in the ring she could talk she had a look so that's great and she's a great manager but we saw her try to wrestle against Lana and that was a push at best and then she was terrible in TNA so I'm more just amused at all of the talking heads that are going oh when AEW picks her up their women's division's gonna go you know through the roof no, she's about equal to where their women's division is, which is pretty fucking bad. But on a personal level, I'm happy she stood her ground. I'm I'm laughing though. You said, "Well, we saw her try to wrestle against Lana." That's like saying, "Well, we saw him trying to give the whale the tic tac." Like the fuck. <laughs> More or less, yes. <laughs> but but no, but I, I frankly I a thousand percent agree with everything that you said. I give props and kudos to anybody that's brave enough to step out there on that limb and forego the corporations and, and go independent and try to do their own thing. So I'm going to give her props about that. Uh, one thing that pissed me off about this whole story is when it came out, when it initially came out, what was it, Thursday or Friday? I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Everybody Something knows what like I'm talking that. about. Yeah, everybody knows it what I'm like talking right about. It was like right after our last show, so we couldn't talk about it, of course. Exactly. <laughs> so so she sent out a tweet saying that she supported unionization, which I know I butchered that word, but y'all know what I'm talking about. No, you got oh, that it right. was pretty good. And then, well, thank you. And then 10 minutes later, she was future endeavored. And people are trying to say that there's some causation there. And I'm like, how dumb do you have to be? And this is what pisses me off have about... Have seen people this year? Well, I, I know people are dumb. That's fair, but I'm I'm talking more about the whole media. Like this is what pisses me off about media, man. The media is not worried about getting the truth. They're worried about getting the story, regardless of who it hurts, regardless if it's good or bad, right or wrong, regardless of it's even factual and truthful. They just want to get the story out because it just takes two seconds of thought to realize that the fact that she put out that tweet and then ten minutes later WWE future endeavored her. They were clearly either A, at an impasse, or B, they were both sick of each other's shit, and they couldn't come to an agreement, so they decided to part ways. I mean, I, I don't see how people can see this any other way, and good for her. Now, the question is, will she be able to maintain and even grow an audience while, without having the cachet of being on WWE TV every week? That remains to be seen. But yeah, I hope it works out for her. Uh, we've heard rumblings that Aleister Black, who is her husband, he's not the happiest in WWE either. And, I mean, I can't blame him for that. But, I mean, who knows? 
they 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 broke her up with Andrade. I thought that was a main event level act, and they broke that up. And we don't know. Maybe they might have broken it up because they were trying to appease her. Maybe she wanted to get in the ring and wrestle a little more. We don't know. They might have done that trying to appease her. I don't know. But I feel like they dropped the ball on her. But even if she goes someplace else, it's not going to be a huge loss to WWE. And that's not trying to you know throw any shade or disrespect towards her is just that's their business model at this point in time there's no mega stars anymore so there's only a handful of men and women that might move the needle if they went over to tnt from usa and i don't think she's one of them but i also i also hope that she lands on her feet whatever she does yeah now, she will now okay. the the I, I apologize man but i wanted to throw this out man and get your your opinions on this both of y'all so she was retweeted by I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her name. She played Andrea on nine oh two one oh back in the nineties. Oh, if you're she's old like enough. The president of the SAG she's the president of the SAG. And then and then here Slutzbanwala. Engelbert Humpterdink. Okay, cool. Let's go with that. Yeah. George Georgie's Yeah, that's her name. And then, you know, of course, Andrew Yang stepped in. And I like Yang, man, but Yang just be saying shit to keep himself relevant. He getting dweeby as shit recently. Yeah, he just be saying shit to keep himself relevant. Because even if he does get a cabinet membership in, in Biden's cabinet, yo, man, it's a whole-ass pandemic out here in this country right now. I don't think wrestlers getting treated fairly is going to be at the top of the docket in regards to what's going on with the United it, States of America. Ignore the Rona. Vince McMahon and WWE <laughs> is the problem. What? But, but, I, but I wanted to ask you guys, because I don't understand why WWE uh, contracted superstars aren't eligible for their SAG cards. I mean, think about it. Not every wrestling promotion can do this, but the WWE, it's literally scripted, episodic television that it's comes on. the definition of what they do. It's probably not considered performance art or something in that kind of vein. It's kind of like, what, what were some of the arguments where you couldn't, like, uh, Emmys or whatever, they couldn't get nominated certain wrestling programs or wrestling segments because it didn't check enough boxes on what they consider to be a an action sequence or a drama sequence or something like that. I think it's something in that vein because they're independent contractors underneath, you know, World Wrestling Entertainment, not you know, world film entertainment or world actors and you get what I'm saying? I think it's I think it's purely just nitpicky over the mm -hmm. the, the the jargon in the contract, so to speak. It's but, so, semantic Samantha type shit. Yeah, correct. So I I think that's really it because I know lots of people that have been talking about it have been saying, well, if if she has an interview with Zelina Vega and then they discuss things and then SAG decides to, you know, kind of open the umbrella to wrestlers what, what are the caveats what what's the qualifying factor of all right you're a wrestler but if you're in roh you're obviously not the same you know performance yeah. level as wwe so yeah. what, what what's the quantification of when you can be sag eligible and when you're just you know indie indie schlub and that, and you're right. That's where the waters get a little murky. Because if you're just the the heavyweight champion of Buttfuck County Wrestling Association, uh, I love that. One. You, I don't like. You're that probably guy. not. 
you're you're probably not going to be eligible for a SAG card. But I mean, the WWE. I mean, they're a TV company at this point in time. They have 511 writers. The majority of the promos are scripted. They're literally doing scripted episodic television every single week. So I I, I know the the waters get murky and nobody really gives a shit because it's pro wrestling anyway. But I I don't know. I thought it was an interesting conversation. And obviously, wrestling's not ever going to have a union. Not at least in our lifetimes. It's just not going to happen. It, it sounds good, but it's not going to. It's like world peace. Yeah, it sounds good, but guess what? That shit ain't happening neither. Topic three. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that, that like you said, them that visual shit doesn't really work out on the audio podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Fames, none other than the Wrestling Observer has inducted Kenny Omega into their Hall of Fame. What's the eye roll for there, buddy? I mean, you're bringing up, you know, the one person that we all love so much and we all think so highly of his opinion. So I'm, uh, I'm curious where you're leading this question. That's all. This is not my topic. The man who wanted to bring this topic up, I believe, was here. He comes back through the. He's back. So God you know, damn it! You didn't have to bury me. You could have just kept saying words until I got back. Shit. I didn't want to be stuck under that shade tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. So title. I'm gonna. I'm, can I can I be fair for a minute? Yeah, you're the one can that should fair? introduce this topic. Should be fair. I should be the one that introduces this topic, you Mr. Moderator. Be the one to introduce this topic, Mr. Moderator. Yes, this is a, welcome this to parties for the musical. <laughs> Fuck Chris Hamilton. is now introducing topic three <laughs> instead of me. Nah, you you were oh. off pitch there. I don't like it. Try again. No, I went for it. Uh, it's it's a little for... pitchy for you, dog. It's a little pitchy no, for you, dog. Oh, it, <laughs> it was him. Okay. Okay. So the the topic three is that Kenny Omega has been inducted into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. So just to be fair, because none of us on here is the biggest Meltzer fan, but it's not just Meltzer voting for this. He's just not. It's fair. not just him. And not saying that Kenny. You know, it's not necessarily deserving. I just feel like not necessarily it's too... deserving. Not necess not necessarily deserving. Do 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 I said, what is up with that? What's up with that right there? No. Okay. I, I was going to say, Gregory Helms didn't get voted in. Kenny Omega did. Don't do that. <laughs> no. no. My name is Reese the what? 
Lindsay, Lindsay, come on, man. You want cookie cake? You want cookie cake? Get you a cookie cake. <laughs> so, you know, it's just too early. I mean, this guy has done literally butt naked nothing here on this side of the pond. And it just feels like it's just way too early for this. And the more I watch him on TNT every Wednesday, I think that either A, those Japanese brothers carried him the whole time he was out there. Oh, shit. I didn't. Cleaners, dreamers, reapers, reapers. Here we go. It's the elite. Hey, I woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Got a big old cup of coffee to close my head. Telephone rings and you want to chat. So shit, don't sit on that. that? Tell me what's up with that. (laughs) I couldn't help it. But yeah, yeah, but two things, man. Either the Japanese brothers were carried in this whole time, or maybe his body is beat up from being over there in Japan so many years. Because that's, you know, that's a very labor-intensive style, and maybe he just doesn't have it anymore at this particular point in time. But either way, it's early for that type of shit. Hall of Fame accolades, I mean. I I agree with you completely that it's early for that type of shit, especially because. Let's look at the comparison of who went into the Hall of Fame with him in this vote. Junakiyama, who is the the unofficial fifth pillar of heaven. He's been wrestling for about, what, 30 years almost? Because I think he started in the early 90s, a little after Misawa, Kobashi, and, you know, Kawada. Had all those matches with him at All Japan. Had matches in Noah, And now he finally gets in there after closer to 30 years of you know actually being in the business and wrestling elite competition and doing all this Kenny Omega has been relevant for five years like I, I know he's been wrestling for longer than that but how often do we see PWG take the headlines of anything that people read or DDT when him and Kota Ibushi had a jerk off on a bike match against a fucking mannequin or a blow up doll Never. Well, we'll get sure. to more of that. Like, I... We'll get to more of them shenanigans. Oh well, yeah, of course. But I'm just he'd be. He wasn't really. He... he didn't come into his own, and people didn't start caring about him until he was in New Japan and the Bullet Club, and they didn't even care right away because he was the junior guy. They didn't care until he took over after AJ left. So we're looking at five years of relevance, roughly. And you're trying to tell me in five years of relevance, and then. Some other, what, probably five to ten years. Because when he started wrestling, what, like 2005, 2006? Something like that. Something like that. He's been wrestling for 15 years. And so ten years of obscurity in the indies, be it here or fucking in Japan, and random matches and five years of relevance, is Hall of Fame worthy? Like, does that work in any other place? If you have five good seasons and ten seasons of Canadian Football League shit in the NFL, does that work for anybody? Like, is Doug Flutie in the fucking Hall of Fame? And it, I don't even think Junkyard Dog is in the Observer Hall of Fame. Like, it, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I, I, don't, I don't think he is. And he actually drew money. Big money. <laughs> Junkyard Dog didn't draw money, Tony. He didn't draw money, Tony. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So be it. But 
yeah, this is just way too early. This Mellon Farmer hasn't even made his mark on this continent yet. How about he does something? How about you spike a rating? I ain't even talking about drawing money because I don't even know how you would measure who draws money at this particular point in time because the business is just different now. But how about you spike a rating? I mean, you 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 come out there every week on TNT. You're dressed like you're sitting at the gas station asking people for change, and everybody's supposed to just assume you're the best wrestler in the world and you haven't had a good match without a, a Japanese partner. Is he asking for money or is he asking for people like to be better and help more? Yes, help him more by giving him money. You said change. Yeah, I meant change as in ching-a-ling-a-ling. Not change as be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> not waiting for the world to change. I'm not John fucking Mayer. You're not? You don't think someone's body's a wonderland or however the fuck that song goes? I also don't have a white supremacist penis. <laughs> Did we forget uh, about that one? Changing, just, rearranging, just... believing, misconceiving. <laughs> no, no disrespect to John Mayer, man. He was clearly trying to make a joke and it just went sideways. I'm not trying to shit on him. I'm not trying to insinuate anything. He was trying to make a joke and shit just went left. And, and, and yeah, Andrew... I'm pretty sure Junkyard Dog is not in the Observer Hall of Fame. I just kind of went through it real fast. And he drew money! Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't count, man. You know, it, it doesn't count. Apparently <laughs> not, because it didn't happen in the Tokyo Dome. Or just Japan in general, because, yeah, you know, I, I've seen some of the, the inductees in there, which, some of them do deserve it, but then again, it's also very niche which I really wish I knew what the heck they uh they considered the criteria cuz you know like the destroyer and the crusher though they're in there and they they aren't exactly well-known names on this side of the pond now you know destroyer was a huge in all Japan but does anybody necessarily care on the greater whole of things probably not and then you know you've got like I think Negro Casas might have been in there which he was one of the bigger names from Mexico but again not as big as some other names that you know people are aware of so I don't know it's interesting I don't know if they just go for regional like draws or if they just go for whatever's hot at the time after they got most of the historical stuff done but whatever this feels like a pandering move and that, that I think that's really where it comes down to just bullshit is made because between Moxley getting number one on the, the 500, which, yes, we're aware Melter isn't the only one that does it, but it feels like a lot of the Melter influence leaks into whoever the hell the cronies are that he has doing the voting to because Moxley is one, now Omega's in the Hall of Fame. It's a little little suspect, you know? Like, why, why is AEW suddenly getting all this love when, you know... Meltzer's also the one just blowing them to high heaven, fucking giving five-star matches for fucking Orange Cassidy coming out of a fucking trunk of a car and a street fight and, you know, all this other bullshit. Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, it's an opinion. Well, Everybody's allowed to have an opinion, but people just take his way too seriously and take his too much as gospel that it's just irritating. Well, it's kind of like black people with Tyler Perry movies. You know, you 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 want to support. <laughs> you you you're proud of everything that he's been able to accomplish, and you want to support 
And sometimes you talk yourself into some of the movies being good when most of the movies are hot garbage. I think it's the same thing with the IWC and AEW. They wanted to succeed so bad. They wanted to work so bad that they talk themselves into shit being good, even when shit's not always good. Do you really think you and, should I rip mean, on and, Tyler and, Perry and this movies when up. you watch that HBK movie twice? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen Diary of a Mad Black Woman more than I've seen the resurrection of Who Gives a Shit, okay? Insinuating, <laughs> frustrating, relating, debating. This is pot is war. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Andrew really did not want anything else to do with me and Platt reliving the bit from Saturday Night Live that he had nothing to do with. He even once I transitioned, I could see him verbally go. Exactly. Exactly. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, Andrew. I did catch bits and pieces of when I went to watch this. Um, I was a little late to the to the party, so I couldn't really catch what I wanted to. Things kept jumping around, if you know what I mean. But what I did see, I was slightly entertained, and I wish you could fill everybody in on the rest of what happened because... Apparently there were plenty of cameos. I caught a few, and I did see most of the final match. Um, you know, I hope everybody's penis is doing okay. Well, Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, can you at least set it up and say what you're talking about? I don't think you've done that yet. I was gonna just it's say what I said. And... Chop a mania too. Yeah. Rise. Electric torturer. No rise of the t- cock torturer. He's gonna torture your cocks. I told you Andrew would do the job, and you just jumped in there. Let him go. Cocks. <laughs> okay, good yeah. shit. Now I'm second guessing. You know, not I'm not only. And I'm second not, guessing this too, man. Not not only <laughs> did Gallows destroy Retropoopshin, and not only did Mark Jindrak get some some vengeance. On Triple H, but apparently the there's evolution thing. apparently there's cocaine brownies. Cocaine brownies were everywhere. That's why fucking Chico was going crazy, and why Enzo had that whole animated dream. It was fantastic. Esteban Apple shows up again to ride into the sunset. It was amazing. Like this was such a fucking car crash of just idiocy and just pure downright stupid fun that you can't be mad at it because they're dumb they knew it was a parody the opening the very beginning of the show aside from the fact that they got jericho to redo Clint bobsky to actually intro the show fucking guns comes in in a hummer 
mad that it's still at Gallows' estate because he's like, oh, we had the first one there, we had that one there, the Vernon Love who looks like an Elvis impersonator still making out with a fat chick in the bikini underneath the ring. Fucking whoa, Rocky whoa, whoa, Romero. Whoa, 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 whoa man. I, I don't mean to cut you off. There's no man. other way to describe hold, hold her. She never got a name. I, I apologize. But <laughs> can, can you, for the people that are still listening at this point in time, can uh-huh. you try to make this make some sense to somebody that has literally no idea what in the bloody hell you're talking okay. about? Uh, let, let me let me phrase it this way and then see if you can make sense. You won't of it. truly understand it unless you watch it. But go ahead. Carl Anderson shows up in an Escalade. Rocky Romero shows up shortly later in a Jeep Power Wheels. Because the joke is that he's a 37-year-old baby with a beard. So his ass is in a Power Wheels. And he's trying to act indignant. And then Gallo shows up as a CGI genie. Because he's made up so much money and he kept all the royalties from the first one. That he doesn't want to have to be out there in the hot Georgia heat. So he's just going to be a CGI genie while he's drinking his Chamblique. And it's just... Then he's having a three-way with a mannequin and his wife. I'm not even joking. <gasps> yes, he, he invited Randall, the mannequin, which I'm assuming is a nice nice jab at Orton because, you know... Ah, uh, Randall, the mannequin. <laughs> yes, I, I, I yes. saw their little Nothing Twitter like uh, beef. Tough yeah. and rugged, wide and mean. A hill-climbing, low-toting driving machine. And here's the latest Jeep to hit the scene. The newest member of the Power Wheels team. Power Wheels Jeep has a real motor that runs on rechargeable batteries. Jeep, the newest member of the Power Wheels team. Your parents put it together easily. <sighs> that was fantastic. I, I, that was actually I, good just pop in, Tony. I'm not even mad at that. I have no idea what's happening right now. Pow, pow, power did I, and I watched this show. That's the beauty of this show. They kept talking about a roll under shed match. Like it was the best idea since sliced bread. Nobody knew what it was. It was never explained. The people in it that they interviewed were like, what the hell's a roll under shed match? Gregory Helms shows up because apparently there's a dead body. Then they go to the roll <laughs> under shed match for fun. And it looks like white carny soul train so imagine a bunch of white guys a tarp laid out in the middle a shed behind them and there's two lines and then the legal participants okay. are in between the two lines so of it's okay Car- yes most likely ask teddy long because teddy long actually intro the whole thing play a player play a player yeah holla holla because anything for that dollar dollar is how he kind of put that. So oh, okay, so Teddy Hart was the plug, or Teddy Hart, Teddy Jesus, Long. Teddy Long was the plug. You know, honestly, if Teddy Hart was there, then we know where the cocaine went. So that <laughs> would have actually been even better. But, we also yeah, know where it came from. That is true. But yeah, Rhino showed up, Dreamer showed up, Justin Incredible showed up, and or just incredible, and they they were gonna get go hardcore. And then all the other wrestlers turned into marks and just started chanting for them because that's that's what indie wrestlers do. And then they're like, wait, wait, we've done 25 years of hardcore. Let's do softcore. So then they pull out teddy bears and beach balls and inflatable noodles and shit like that from a trash can and start hitting each other softly. So Dreamer eventually goes over because Credible gets tired and lays down for him. Not joking. (laughs) Dreamer gets up, goes, I went over! 
And then behind him, dressed up as like some kind of hybrid of Max Moon and La Parca, is Scott Demore called the Lucha Assassin, who just you know chokes out fucking Dreamer. And then he just starts cursing because people are like, "Why'd you do that? I thought you liked him." He's like, "If you ever had to be in a fucking booking meeting with this prick, you'd know why the fuck I did that." <laughs> and it was—it's just—it's so stupid, so amazing. Even though I do have to make the um, the dark comedy comment a little bit, then you can go because I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people with this because ah, I can't, I couldn't overlook it. Well, Chico and Chavo Guerrero decided to draft teams for a lucha libre death match to the death. So Chico gets like Alex Kozlov who brings a gun, which Chavo's like, why the hell does he have a gun? He goes, it's a death match. He goes, oh yeah, I forgot. So then, Alex Kozlov, uh, the the Russian guy that was in that had a cup of coffee in WWE. No, you're thinking Vladimir Kozlov. Okay, Oops. smaller guy. He does the. He was uh, Rocky Romero's tag team partner in Forever Hooligans. Okay. He does the uh, English commentary on NJPW Strong right now. Okay. But some people might know him, but he's not super big. Then um, Chico makes a phone call. JTG shows up to help him out, and Sin Bodhi is on Chavo Guerrero's uh, team. Taya Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie is on Chavo Guerrero's team. Big friend, Boy friend Watts, of, friend, friend of the show, Sim Bodhi. I just had to throw yes, that out there. Correct. Big Boy Watts is on Chavo Guerrero's team. He drafts the referee because that that's legal in a in a death match. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, Chico gets a zombie and like comedian Taylor Williamson. Like it, it's obviously just a giant bullshit fucking thing. But the the dark thing I'm going to say which I'm surprised nobody made reference to, and I'm actually a little proud of the IWC. It was a death match to the death. Chavo lost. So the joke I had in my head, which was the show was on, the show was on exactly yeah. the 15th anniversary. I'm like, Chavo always wanted to be Eddie so bad he even died on the same day. Like, like what oh. What the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. Fuck you, shut up! <laughs> Yeah. There's our new title. Fuck you, shut up. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that I couldn't overlook it just because other people had to see that. But it was done in a comedic way. At the end, Chris Van Vliet shows up to basically say it was like a Twilight Zone thing. And that that's fine, I suppose. So he didn't really die. And they even tried to no sell it on commentary where where Rocky's like, Oh my god, he died. He's like, He didn't really die. It's no shut up, it's fine. Don't get it, don't worry about it. And the cock, the, the ball for a ball match, like an eye for an eye match, was, you know, you ha- you saw Gangrel, you saw Annie Cruz, because apparently Annie Cruz and Gallows' wife are friends, so that's interesting. Gallows got stuck in his sex swing. Then uh, the Faces of Fear, Ethan Page dressed up as the Karate Man, Mr. Hughes, Vincent, and... Um, Slick Nick, Mo- uh, Sick Nick Mongo, Mondo, Sick Nick Mondo, stop drinking so much. <laughs> Showed up with a a weed whacker to try to weed whack off Gallows's balls, but Rocky stopped that because they didn't have insurance. So, long and short, this felt like an, a Sharknado movie where there was a lot of cameos. It was just a clusterfuck. But good God, it was fucking funny. It was still one of the better Sharknado movies before they really, really got bad. Ladies and gentlemen, you have words. I know you do. (laughs) Not many. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what the fuck he just said. 
I, 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 what, what am I, how am I supposed to follow any of that shit up? I, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about, sir. None. Neither do I. And I watched it. <laughs> the evolution fucking parody team name was Circumcision. And they had like an acoustic fucking song. Because, of course, the whole fucking show was about dicks and circumcision and balls. So they had the whole parody song of like, Circumcision is a mystery. Coming in and live TV. And fucking Big Mike Knox fucking pretended to be Batista. It was, it was the dumbest fucking shit. But it was so fucking entertaining. I have no other words for it. It's just, it was fun to watch. You just shut your brain off and just enjoy it. And it's it's hard. It's it's really hard to describe it. It's hard to hate it. It's just, it's fucking, it was something. Oh, plus, plus Sammy Callahan and Mad Ben Fulton. They were funny. Because they were being interviewed as possible murderers for the dead body. <laughs> oh, and, Jesus uh, Christ. And you just see them standing in front of like a pool drinking beers or energy drinks I forget what it was holding hands not joking and then Helms walks up to them and then they turn around and they go we don't know nothing about no murders and Helms is like I don't even say anything about murder and then Sammy's like what you got a problem with it because we're just two friends here holding hands and he goes whoa I didn't say anything wrong with that <laughs> and then he turns around because he hears a gunshot and then Madman Fulton and Sammy end up being dead holding hands now to be fair <laughs> This is coming from a man who watched the resurrection of Who Gives a Shit one and a half times. So I, I don't have a lot of room to talk. Like, I'm on a very, very flimsy branch on the tree at this particular point in time. But, it, I mean, but to be fair, though, man, everything that you described, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But at the same point in time, I want to watch it now. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how that show was. You don't know what the fuck is going on, but you're just enjoying it because it's filled with the little, the little nods for the the smart fan and references here or there, and then just bad fucking sophomoric dark dick humor and shit like that. So it's just it's a fucked up ride, but it's fucking fun. And I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Tony. From what I saw, I enjoyed it. It is it is a shit show, but it's an intentional shit show, and it's it it was it was interesting. I kept my attention. I wish I would have been able to watch more of it. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out. So hopefully, something of what Andrew just said for the last seven minutes makes some sort of <laughs> sense, some semblance of sense. Or intrigued you enough to find out what the fuck I was talking about? Cause good God, this is this is so terrible. But I, I love the fact that so many people signed off on it, including Scott Steiner. Like Scott Steiner wasn't in it very long. He actually did more Steiner math, but he he looked like he was actually having fun. Like he didn't really get it. You could tell there was a, a little bit of a gap between the older school or the older generation and the newer generation. But Mr. Hughes, Vincent Steiner. They, they all seemed to enjoy themselves when they were on. And Gangrel just, you know, of course he loved that. Well, sh shout out to Mr. Hughes and Vincent, but excuse me, how did Scott Steiner look? Because, you know, he had some health problems last time. I, I... God damn, can we edit that out? Are you okay? I don't <laughs> want to. Let's just talk about it. 
It was literally just a belch, yeah. man. I had a I had a belch. I'm good. I, I was just asking how Scott Steiner looked because you know last time we heard about him, he was having some health issues at his show, and we we haven't really heard much from him since then. How is he looking? All right. Remember the little bit of time he was in NWA where he still kind of more or less looked ah, like himself. I forgot about that. He looked like himself, but he a little he, soft. Yeah, he looked like he was off the roids and probably hadn't done a push up in a minute. Yeah, so so he still looks like himself, still more or less the same frame, just definitely flabbier and soft. But well, are we all? Enough. But he looked healthy <laughs> enough comparatively, you know. Are we all? And that was more dick jokes since that's what this whole show was about, apparently. <laughs> Flabby and soft. Yes. But I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go check this out if for no other reason so I can figure out what the hell you've been talking about and rambling on for for the last eight to ten minutes. It was fun shit. Alright, we got Does one anybody... No, no, nobody's got nothing left to say. Okay. We're moving on. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. A little sum sum. Let that play for a while. Everybody loves a little Harlem Heat. One of the greatest. One of the one of the top five tag teams of all time. Harlem Heat. Easily. All right, I got the top ten of the PWI top fifty tag teams. Is this in the past year, according to when they've released the list? Is that how they're doing this? I, I don't really pay much attention to other people's rankings outside of one Andrew Snowflake Belaz, so I, yeah, I didn't. The really, evaluation. I didn't really mean it. October I didn't really. First, twenty nineteen to okay. September thirtieth this year. All right, I didn't really mean it. I was just putting you over. Oh, okay, I meant it a little bit. And I mean, that shit is a completely arbitrary, man. They move the goalposts more than a tornado in the middle of the game. Come on now. Okay, so you want me to just run it down from bottom to top? You want to comment along the way? What do you want me to do here? Yeah, if we have comments, let's let's try that, man. Why not? Uh, okay. Uh, Rapongi 3K comes in at number 10. Bob. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, all right. The Kabuki Warriors coming in at number 9. Seems a little feels high. A little high. high. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But whatever. It's women, so that's cool. Number eight would be the New Day. That feels that's a little it. low, but okay. Well, I mean, what type of year did they have from September or October to September? Are they really were they really that relevant? I mean, the yeah, action kind of ran its course. How many times did they win the tag team title at that point, though? That's fair, and I mean. Tag team wrestling. It's not like we got you know a, a plethora of tag teams out there. So okay, I'm 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 with you. That does feel a little low. But let's see who else is on the list. Please continue. Number seven would be Los Lucha Hermanos. 
what did they do this year as a tag team? Aside from sitting yeah. on their ass in Mexico and eat tacos. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they, were, they were in uh, AEW. Uh, sure, lots of people were in AEW and did nothing because they weren't on TV I for six I didn't say months. that. Why are you attacking me? I just said they were in AEW. I, that's all I said. I left it there. I I, you I, I, I me. your point, and I, I, refu- and I brought up my own refute. I walked through the forest with my tiger uh, uh, mask on the back of my head, and yeah, you, attacked, yeah, yeah. you attacked me anyway. Why don't you use your button hey, instead you of yapping? Walk the forest like to the shadow of death. But you fear no evil, so it's okay. Yo, 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 real quick. Shout out to MLW. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. They just had their reboot show this evening. And it it was a fun show. Good main event. Brian Pillman versus that one brother. That was a good match. It it was a good show. It was a fun show. (laughs) T.O.B.? I know T.O.B. Myron Reed. Myron Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know him as T.O.B., that one brother. You you know him as Christopher Platt. That one brother. <laughs> you know him as Christopher Platt, that one brother. <laughs> Always use all right. Number six, Gorillas of Destiny. I'm not mad at that. Not mad. Yeah, I'm so like I, I could make the same argument. They did Jack get shit for like six months, but okay. Alright, do you guys want to start guessing? Who's number five? No, man, just tell us. Goddamn. Andrew wants to guess. Do I? Um, okay, fine. The Street Profits. Fuck both of you. That's the number five. Oh, okay. That's fine, though. They, they actually had a decent year. So yeah, I'm not mad did. at it. They got caught up to the main roster. They did some things. They had some memorable segments. They fought ninjas. And Vikings. And then yeah. they fought with ninjas and Vikings. Wait, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. They went bowling. It was nice. Yeah. They got their basketball by Vikings, you know. <laughs> Brothers bowling is a nice way to just branch out to other sports, you know. <laughs> and hey, man, I don't give a shit, man. That Street Profits, Ric Flair, Skills commercial, that that that's that's good enough to put them in the top five in my book, man. I really dig that commercial. Tony, did at least an Impact team make the top four? Hold on, hold on. Don't did say nothing, already, Tony. Did you already? No, 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 no. Did are you trying to there... guess, or do you already know? I'd be trying to guess because there's only one, and they should be in at least the top four since we're on five already. Well, they are. They're number four, and it's the North. Okay. I mean, depending on who one through three are, I might change my feeling on that being fine, but that's respectable enough at the moment. Seems a little high because nobody watches Impact, but Impact's been put bad. Okay, you guys all know. Come who's on, man! Get the goddamn channel anymore. Okay, so you guys. I watched it when I got it. You guys, tell you me, tell Twitch. me honestly. They still show on Twitch. You guys, you guys both know who number one is, right? And that's all you knew from the list. Yes. Okay, so we know who's number one. What are the two tag teams mm-hmm. that are two and three? I want you to guess now. Who who's two? If you if you so, if you legitimately haven't seen anything except for who is number one, then I want you guys to guess who's two and three. On this list, I I know who's three. I don't know who's two. I know three is the golden role models, which they should have been one. Yeah. Okay, if that's actually three. Okay, three is okay. Then we'll guess number two then, because we know number one, and we'll get to that. Yeah, three is Bailey and Sasha. 
the golden role models. Which yeah, they... yeah, yeah. That's what their name is. Who better? Uh, tag team wise, who had a better year than Sasha and Bailey? Come on, man. Tag team division wise, what's weaker than WWE's women's tag team division? Who they be? Fair, but who was better? Who was better than them? Who who put on consistently better entertaining television as a tag team than those two? Name me one. Just they name me were one. entertaining individually and together. Yes, I agree. I'll give you that just one. Name me one. Just I name know, one. I can't. I'm not going to. I'm just saying, as a act, they were entertaining. That's fine. I, I wasn't going to throw it, the entertainment factor of their skits into their reign or their placement. I was thinking who they beat, which was kind of nobody, and then you know how their reign kind of went, which was a little lackluster. But if you take all the other stuff into account, sure. I guess they did have a lot of hype. They were carrying the company through most of the quarantine. So, sure. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. I'm not saying they were wrestling Demolition or the, and the Hurt Foundation and the British Bulldogs and shit like that and the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express. But, I mean, they carried us through a large portion of the quarantine. And a lot of the women on the roster did. I'm going to throw Asuka out there as well. And, you know, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte before she went and got her boobs fixed. Like, the women held us down like an amble on a seesaw during this quarantine, at least in WWE land. You're right. And my, my face is more because thinking of the top teams and that, that calendar year of October through September... I think I'm going to hate what number two is. You know what number two is. Before I don't even that, know what number two is, but we both know. Let's start to hate let, it. Before we, we get to that. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. I want yes, you to wait. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, before you do that, I want you guys to comment on some a tag team that's in the women's division that's not on this list and it's very recent. Because to me, I was not happy with it to begin with. And now it's kind of growing on me. Nia and, and Shayna? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Real quick, real Nia quick. Nia and Shayna have made Nia, I think I said it when they first put her together, because I kind of gave Shayna some credit as being the workhorse, and Nia can just do some power moves and talk, because I never said she couldn't talk. She was just annoying in other ways. But it's made me actually like Nia. Like, they actually have decent chemistry together, and Nia's little jabs and little quips, like the stupid fucking shit she did on Monday was amazing like i loved how lana was just like i got the inspiration from whoever before to, to, to be a team and you just see naya's like little comment in the background of what is this a fucking disney movie like and then then her whole you showed a lot of bravery by tagging in welcome to team raw and then the whole turnaround and just the, like that 90s psych it's like what the fuck who says psych anymore like that was just it was so dumb and over the top it was likable, so I never had an issue with Shayna when it came to her wrestling. I just thought her personality was bland, and Naya, I always just thought was a train wreck when it came to wrestling. Because as much as we don't begrudge Big Fine on these airways, Chris, there her wrestling go. was pretty bad. And I, I know, I just, I knew what you were gonna say, but you can even <laughs> admit she wasn't the best wrestler. But somehow these two together actually seem like they brought out better pieces in one another. So it's actually really awkwardly good like it but, yin and yang symbiotic and all that other fun shit but i mean i said this on these airwaves man wwe does those odd couple pairings more often than not they get them right more than they get them wrong i mean rocket mankind daniel bryan and kane 
gold dust and black guys. They get them right more often than they get them wrong. So, <laughs> so is, is that how AEW is getting it wrong? Because they've got du- Dustin with fucking uh, that white dude. He needs a black yeah, guy. That's what it is. Be, they need to put him with Will Hobbs yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That was that's good. Dustin and a black guy. <laughs> Gold dust and black guys. That's the fucking title. So okay, so okay. So uh Tony, count down three. So how you wanna do this, boss? You wanna go one, two, three, shoot, or just one, two, three, and then we both say it. Hold Let's on. go on three. Let me write this okay. down and we'll get it done. Gold dust and black guys. Right. That's the fucking <laughs> title. Let's see if we can outdo the uh what is it? Uh uh one, two, three. No, 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 no. What was it? After you say three. Oh, Yellow about. Orton and the Negro Butcher. Was that the... Is that the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best this week we're going with yes. Gold Dust and Black Guys. <laughs> ampersand? I think Ampersand in between Gold Dust and Black Guys, right? Gold Dust, Ampersand, Black Guys. Like that. All right. Yeah. Okay. I can dig it. Here we go. The number two tag team. In three, no, count us down one, two, three. Yeah, okay. I, he was I, doing it, just yeah. making sure. Are, are we okay if I just keep going now? Yeah, say it right. Count it down, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> in three, two, one, go. Yum bucks. What did you say, Andrew? I said hangman and Omega. I said yum bucks. It's Paige and Omega. I guess they were the tag champions for. Why was the fucking They're not a fucking tag team because they held the belts for fucking seven yeah, months yeah. or whatever. <sighs> Either way, we were both wrong, and I think we can both agree on that. I was right. I said Hangman and Omega. No, they, no, no. You were right, but they were wrong. Oh yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. both, both being you and PWI, not Andrew. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. No. You're right, I'm not. Eddie, I, just, <laughs> I, I think the thing is we've we've complained about it enough probably over the last seven months that AEW wanted to say they had the best tag division and yet their tag division was ruled by two singles guys for seven months and that's that's stupid as fuck. You can't you know make this big deal about oh we've got a great tag division. SCU winning the belts to start with that's great. Then you tried to start to sort of make you know uh, street profit not street profits. What the fuck same shit. Private no, no. Parties. You know what though? Listen, listen. listen let me jump They're in here. Basically let me, the same gimmick. That's well, why let me jump in here real quick basically though. Basically the same gimmick. They're the ju- same gimmick. Hold on, Andrew. You remember? You say it, but it's bad when I say it. So that's that. That's why I say it. So <laughs> races. It's the same fucking shit, man. Andrew, do you remember when they were officially uh, first starting to crown an AEW tag champion? And I said it should be Private Party. I do remember you saying that. Yes. It's funny because the fact that if Private Party would have won that at that time, I'm pretty sure that. The Street Profits would have been looked at as a ripoff as from Private Party in AEW because, granted, I think they came along at the same time, but I don't think Street Profits won their titles before Private Party would have won back then. Does that, does that sound chronologically correct? 
I think Street Profits were still doing their backstage hype segments for the the different shit, and like that uh that weekend news kind of gimmick they were doing for a while. So I I get what you're saying, and you have a point there. At least I think you do. I think Private but, Party's really good, is what I'm saying, basically in a nutshell. I, I, and they well, missed the boat. Obviously, I love Private Party. I mean, whoop de doo, big surprise there, right? But and they're super athletic, they're super charismatic. They just need a little more seasoning, and it sucks that there's no such thing as house shows right now. Because I just feel like, like think about if Private Party was able to go around the loop with an SCU or an FTR, it, how, how much they would oh, improve in the ring. You know that, what I mean? That says a lot right there too that you picked SCU and FTR because you just basically picked two teams that would slow them down and teach them how to wrestle and not just do spots for the sake of spots. Because that that that's my biggest issue with Private Party is that they do too many goofy fucking spots like what that silly string thing and then they try to turn that into another thing and it, it always gets messy somewhere. Like someone fucks up timing or someone fucks up a move and then you kind of have to recover from a sloppy spot. So. I like them. They're athletic. They're entertaining, but they're also still very young, and it shows mm-hmm. in a lot of what they do. Yeah. So, I I liked the fact that the young bucks lost to them as the upset, but the fact yeah, they did it, nothing it, with that upset. It didn't mean. Yeah. Ultimately, no, it no. Didn't that, mean, that's that. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Like I liked SCU winning the tournament, but Private Party getting the upset win meant nothing. Lucha Brothers had a challenge, and then they were gone for six months, so that meant like nothing. And then you have fucking Hangman and Omega fucking, you know, the singles people lauding over the tag division that's supposed to be so fucking good. And, you know, tag team wrestlers are different than two singles wrestlers because you, you develop a chemistry, yet the singles wrestlers were winning for seven months. Yeah, I, I've, I've just, it, it didn't make sense, which is why I don't like them so high, because they're not really a tag team. Like, that, that was bullshit. No. <laughs> and, to be, and to be fair, man, they were telling a good story, and then 2020 happened, and everything went to hell, and they dragged it out a lot longer than they should have dragged it out. And by the time they did the split and did the match on the pay-per-view, nobody gave a shit. Now, I, I mean... Pooch on that, too, with making it overly complicated for Paige and FTR, and be like, no, it was this giant Rorschach test of stupid shit, and it's a psychology thing. No, like, why the fuck couldn't we just had a normal thing? Why, why does it have to be like, no, we played you and your emotions, and you're just fragile, and your friends manipulated you? They're what? trying, man. They don't know what they're what? doing, but they're trying. Well, that's dumb as so, fuck. So- I'm just saying, Tony Khan needs a, a concierge. Like, if if I was him, man, I would have Jim Ross connected to my hip because, I mean, quite frankly, he's the guy that's he's the most knowledgeable guy about this wrestling thing that he realistically has access to. So he would be my Tom Hagen. If you guys have never seen The Godfather, Tom Hagen was the uh, adopted son of Michael Corleone, which was the Robert not Michael. Don Corleone, which was the uh, Marlon Brando character, and Bob, he served Bobby as the DeVall. concierge for the family. That's what Jim Ross needs to be here at AEW. Like, you can mix old school with new school, but they drew a lot of money in the old school, so there's still something to glean from that. And especially coming into this as a new Jack. Yeah, you watched it your whole life. That's great, but you don't know how this shit is supposed to go. I literally, if I was him, if I was Tony, Shaka Khan's son, Tony Khan, I literally would have Jim Ross attached to my hip at this point. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. 
So go ahead, get to number one, man. We all know who it is. And we all disagree, I think. It's the Iconics. <laughs> uh, uh, they were my number one. I'm glad they finally made it in there. I love Australian chicks. Yeah, put another shrimp on the Bobby, baby. That's a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Oh, I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> no, you're this Australian is a sexually obeyed PC, but Chris, you really need to work on your accents. It's really, really a little, a little painful. They don't really chase shrimp on the Barbie down there. Just so you're aware. You sound like the dude that used to do the Outback Steakhouse commercials back in the day. Yeah, and you I mean, sound some... like a guy trying to catch a frog in a sock, you fucking limey motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Ace no pain. I like that one. <laughs> and and Foster's beer is trash. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, right. But now, it's Australia. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sneak <laughs> up on that crocodile right over there, and I'm gonna stick my thumb huh. right up his butt. Nice. Hey man, you leave your personal life out of this, man. We don't judge you, but you know, don't bring it to the pod. Next time you should try to fuck a shark. Fucking a shark would be a real domination move right there. Prove you're the top of the food chain. I so prefer, you went from I prefer the porpoises because push. there's a porpoise with the blowhole. A uh, what? You tried. You you fucked that one up. <laughs> blowhole got me. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, there's blowhole a title. There's a title. Blowhole got me. Actually, blowhole got me could be a good name for the the show too. Uh. And I'm just sitting back, man. If you guys ever need a Rocky Balboa, I'm your man, but. I uh, this other shit, yeah, I can't even participate. <laughs> hey yo, I uh, getting eaten by a shark over here. To every <laughs> you know, we, we we could go into whatever and you'd be like, I'm gonna hit you with a left, and then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit this kangaroo, and it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, speaking hey, of kangaroo, they fucking be, baby, threw me in the wing with a kangaroo. Know, fight the Russian, I be angry, you shouldn't do it, Paolo, man, you shouldn't do it, Paolo, I'm just saying, if I can change, you can change, we all can change, Paolo. This guy over here talking about Adrian, and I'm talking about a kangaroo <laughs> with a pocket pad fucking pouch full of Doritos. <laughs> we should have never told him he didn't criticize him. Family means no one just left behind. Okay, Nanu Nanu. Now, there you go. You got it. You got it. I love it. We're on the same wavelength tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Just say say number one for like the three people that don't actually know so we can see how we feel because I don't think we disagree on this one, do we? Not at all. We all think it's bullshit. Number one is Dashing Hardwood and, and, and Cassius Wheeler. Hardwood. Ah, uh, Dashing Hardwood. That's an even better poor name than before. <laughs> Dashing Hardwood. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, did somebody call for a plumber? Uh, no. No, I called for a carpenter, Dashing Hardwood. Uh, yeah, that would make more sense, yeah. He is Hardwood. Now, now it just got weird. Yes. Yeah, it just got weird. <laughs> I mean, we all sing the praises of FTR. I don't think anybody's going to complain about them getting the rub as one. Like, could it be argued? Of course, everything can be argued, but they're FTR. Like, that's you, fair, man. you feel I... that strongly that they shouldn't be? Yes, I do, actually. 
Who would you put above them? Then? You you already know. I mean, I have a couple ideas, but t- tell the good people that can't read your mind. <laughs> I've already said it, sir. What the hell are you talking about? I've said it. I think that the golden role models should have been the number one tag team. They oh, had the best years. I wanted to add a whole new one, not just flip the flip the. No, 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 no. Let's okay. let's go the other way. Is there anybody standing? out in your mind that didn't make this list to me i think maybe as much as it's kind of been eh, blah blah i think cesaro and shinsuke should be up here and i kind of forgot they even had the belts at any point yeah a lot of these teams fall into that you know kind of wavelength i'm trying to think top 10 there's nobody that I can say without my bias showing. Because I, I, I'm just going to throw this out there, man. I just want to uh, – and I'm not saying they should have been in the top ten, but uh, honorable mention, Kira Hogan and uh, what's the old girl's name? Steals. Yes. Not, not saying they should have been top ten or even top 20. I just wanted to throw them out there, man, because I enjoyed their work and impact. Oh, that's great. all. They, yeah, they that's fantastic. all. Yeah. Um, the only one I would say should be mentioned, probably in the top ten somewhere, would have been Violence Giants, and that's all Japan. But they've been the tag champions of all Japan most of that whole time frame. They were saying they're three-time Tokyo, you know, sports tag team of the year. They, you know, they, they're multiple-time tag team champions. They're very established main eventers. The half of them, you know, Suwama is Triple Crown champion and still tag team champion during a good portion of their reign. So, like, it's it's hard to really discount that when he's kind of pulling double duty on some tours because he's main heavyweight champion and half of the, the tag champs. So I, I think they should have probably gotten a nod. To me, Maybe okay. Undisputed Era. What about, but, be- I mean, what about so, Best Friends? They're so... Maybe. Eh, nah, I'm cool on Best they're Friends. They're still dorks. But- yeah, maybe I, Undisputed I, okay, Era, but they're so interchangeable. Mark. How do you really differentiate from the four? Best Friends also didn't get really any kind of momentum until after that parking lot match, and that was, what, two months ago? Yeah, at the same time, they were still that. At the same time, they were still out there, uh, you know, a big part of what AEW is doing in the tag division since their inception. But they were also losing a lot, and they were kind of the shallow end of the pool when it came to challengers because they didn't have, like, half of their talent because of Corona. Much like Survivor Series, winning and losing does not matter much in my book when it comes to professional wrestling. No! Okay. You heard me. (laughs) I mean, I I could see your argument for the best friends. I just can't get behind them. Like, I like Trent. I can't stand Chucky T. And I don't think they really got any good momentum until that whole L- not LAX, whatever fucking Santana and Ortiz kind of, kind of angle. How so, about Santana and Ortiz? They've done nothing in AEW. Yeah, they're, they're getting their ass beat. Yeah, they're they're fodder. They're basically fodder. The I mean, the fact what else? that Jericho and Hager and Jericho and Sammy are a better tag team than the established tag team in the inner circle—that's a problem. To me, at least. But they're the guys, and 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 uh, Guevara's that too. You that the, they're the guys that you could beat, and the inner circle still gets to keep their heat. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, 
your opinion, man. Yes or no? Are we in another doldrum for the tag team division throughout professional wrestling? Yes. No. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right. So, yeah, shout out to uh, PWI. Don't give a shit what y'all have to say. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, uh, anybody got anything pressing to say before we get up out of here? That oh, really? sounds like... This is my last word. No! So... Okay, cool. Mr. Belaz, uh, where can the good folks find you, sir? I just like that we have a studio audience now. We're left. <laughs> One or the other. It's still working. Okay, we're we're primetime wrestling. But, uh, yeah, find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. I'm not going to learn how to fleet or flot or float or whatever the fuck that thing is. I, I don't even do Facebook stories, so fuck whatever the fuck that thing is that Twitter just came out with. Um, and I also will be covering, as I think Chris said last week, if it's not WWE, I will probably be covering it on thechairshot.com. Mr. Commissioner. PC Tony, he's funny, he's cunning, he's money. Do 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 do. Follow me at PC Tony. No. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, jokes aside, I can't win this battle, but I'm still gonna fight it. <laughs> it's just me and my little old button. We're the little engine that could, but we can't. I was waiting for him to do something else. But you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. But more importantly, tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Get your wallets and be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Get your tis. Hold on, tis the season to be folly. Fa la 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 la. Get your money. Send us money. That was so fucking easy. No, well, why but, didn't you sing it? Because you were going the whole time. I'm like, tis the season to be folly. Fa la 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 la. Why are you Grab being folly? Send are you us supposed to be jolly. Money. What the fuck are you keep saying? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, he's going to something here. Continue. No, he's not. <laughs> money and jolly don't really work. Fa la 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 la. You could say pass Brad, us some molly. Me. That would have worked. Belaz <laughs> deceives me. Fa la 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 la. There now we go. Now I think we are done here. Fa la 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 la. La la ba. La. No, we're not doing fa la ba. Okay, here we are. <laughs> Well, at least we went into the very end to fall off the rails. But all we were trying to say, folks, is it is the holiday season. You've got wrestling fans in your life. You might even be the wrestling fan in your life. The bottom line is 
Take your asses to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We have something for everybody. Even if they're not a wrestling fan, we've got a cool shirt that they're going to dig and they're going to be able to, whenever we can come out of quarantine and actually, you know, interact with each other again, they're going to put on a shirt and it's going to get over. You know how I know this? Because I've got a gaggle of chair shot shirts and every time I wear them out in public, I get over. You want to be over with people and start conversations and maybe get buns or meet friends or whatever people do when we get back to some semblance of normalcy. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, thechairshot.com. Remember, we're not just a website, we're a movement. Anything pithy or, you know, anybody want to pontificate on anything before we get up out of here? Okay, cool. So... For Andrew Snowflake Belaz, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Potter's War. God willing, we'll see you all back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly. still like fuck you shut up say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.